Um, let's do that again. Hello, hello everyone. How are you doing? You have reached the Inflamed Sisters Thriving Podcast. Welcome to the Inflamed Sisters Thriving Podcast, a safe space created to guide women living with chronic illness to uncover their purpose by doing what they were meant to do, move in power by advocating for themselves and accelerate their growth in health, career, and business. You will learn how to stop hiding and start thriving. We will inspire, educate, and motivate you as we show you Inflamed Sisters Thrive Together Always. As you know, my name is Katina Morrison, and I am your host, a registered nurse and chronic illness warrior myself, living with rheumatoid arthritis and fibromyalgia, just to name a few. And today, I have my amazing guest, Jessica Stevens. How are you doing? Hi, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. And it's so nice to have you. Could you introduce yourself to our guests, please? Yeah, of course. So my name is Jessica Stevens. I'm the owner and CEO of The Chronic Concierge. And essentially, we are a planning and event service. Uh, we plan everything from trips to outings to individual events. And uh, this is specifically for the chronic illness, uh, disabled and mobility impaired communities. Wonderful. So Jessica and I met through social media. Actually, she was referred to me by another amazing business owned by Dana Ryan, our serendipity. Uh, check her out. And she has an, an amazing app for autoimmune warriors called our serendipity. Um, but we met because you referred to me because I was um, going to be planning some travel and I didn't, I never knew that there was a concierge service made specifically for people with chronic illnesses. This, when I heard this was just so amazing to me. In fact, I wish I had found you sooner. Um, tell me what actually drew you on the path to start a business like this? What was your motivating factor? Yeah, so I've struggled with chronic illness um, a large portion of my adult life. Um, was later diagnosed when I turned 30 with uh, some genetic disorders that just had populated and kind of come up during later life. Um, and I was working full time. At one point I was in graduate school full time. I was definitely one of those go-getters. And then the bottom fell out and chronic illness seemed to take over my life. And what I started to realize was that I was just surviving. I wasn't really living anymore. And I thought to myself, how can I both survive, but also thrive and live? And I realized that there really wasn't anything out there that really gave me the tools or information or access to be able to do that. And so after talking with my mom, who is also chronically ill, um, we decided to come up with this business um, to help those with chronic illnesses, disabilities, and mobility impairments. Uh, we wanted to be kind of a one-stop shop, uh, not only just for events, but also traveling and trips um, to make sure that people could live their lives despite any kind of challenges that they may face. Um, you know, one of the things that I always say is that I believe every person deserves to live their best life. And for me, what that used to look like and what that looks like now are totally different. 
but just because it's different, it doesn't have to be worse. And so we really wanted to come up with a way that people could access things um, that maybe they once enjoyed or maybe access things in a way that they've not yet explored. Um, and, and part of what we do um, not only is planning, but also advocacy. So another piece of this puzzle is hopefully allowing businesses to, to see that there's a community of people out there that that wants to live, that wants to enjoy and explore and travel and plan and, you know, really get the most out of their lives. And if things were more accessible um, or more readily available or more accommodating, that they would get more out of their business as well. So think of this as help for the chronic illness community, but also, you know, emboldening the community at large. Wow, that was powerful, what you just shared. Actually, um, what I love about the chronic illness community that I've connected with, especially those through social media, is how uh, passionate they are about serving the community, as well as uh, raising awareness and supporting advocacy. You are such a role model in that area. And for some, they may think, well, with travel, travel is, you know, something that is an accessory or something addition in addition to people don't really need to travel. But that's not the truth, because for some of us, our travel brings us happiness. It brings us joy. It changes things up and creates a reset. I know that was the case for me. Um, when I uh, was finally diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis after it being consistent um, for four years of continued pain. I struggled with symptoms for more than 20 something years at that time. But I didn't, once I got my diagnosis, I was like, well, how am I going to walk on my feet? Because I had very severe arthritis symptoms and pain in my feet um, and in my hands. So how am I going to walk on my feet for such a long time? And how we were going to be planning a trip to travel to Europe. And I'm like, so how am I going to be able to, to do this? And we love traveling to New York. It was, it's what something me and my husband have done throughout our marriage. And I thought my life was just going to be changed forever, but I learned that I had to adjust and learn how to travel in a way that could fit my particular um, limitations and needs. Uh, so that I could still do the walking, but implement rest in between. So I would plan out portions of our trip with rest in between. So I know how valuable it is to have, um, to be able to travel, but also to have someone like you who understands the plight of someone you're planning it for um, is such so vital. So you and your mom created this business. And one, your your current background, however, is in what? There's another layer to this. Yeah, so um, it's really kind of what got this whole planning idea underway. So I've been a teacher teacher for over a decade, and um, I think my whole life I've been a planner. I'm just I'm somebody that I own like four planners and three calendars. I mean, it's crazy. Um, I'm a list maker, you know, I'm a researcher, I think at heart. And so it just made sense to start this business. Um, part of this business also grew out of the fact that teaching as much as I love it, I love what I do, is not going to be sustainable due to my own physical limitations, at least long term. And when I realized that, I thought to myself, how can I take my skills of planning and my empathy for people and my compassion for helping others and educating others? How can I take 
all of that and turn it into something that's going to be meaningful for me, but also other people. And that's really, again, a part of where this idea came from. Um, you know, I think another piece of this is that I've talked to so many families and I've educated so many kids that have different things going on, whether it be that they're taking um, care of elderly, you know, relatives in their family or maybe a son or daughter has a disability and I see parents and I see family members and I see, you know, individuals who struggle to think about how can I be inclusive with these different groups of people. And I think that the internet definitely has a wonderful set of resources, but especially starting out those resources, it feels so overwhelming. Um, and even once you've done it for a few years, you still think to yourself, where do I start? Is it accurate? Um, one of the things that I came across, um, I actually planned a trip out to California a few years ago, right after I was diagnosed. And what I found was that some of the accessibility information online was not accurate. So, um, you know, that's that's also a piece of things. Oh, and uh, well, you, there we go. <laughs> so you said some of the accessibility information was not available. Like, what should a person who is going to be traveling, what should they be looking for um, to make their travel better? Uh, and why is the chronic concierge the best option for them? So when it comes to what to look for, ultimately, I always tell people, start with being aware of your needs. You know, if you know that you're going to need rest breaks, it's okay to take a rest break. Just make sure, like you were saying, when you went to New York, build that into what you're thinking. You know, monitoring your own expectations for the trip, what you're able to do, and really, at the end of the day, what it is that you're really looking to get out of your trip, I think is a really good place to start. So assessing needs, not only for you, but for whoever's in your group, is going to be the best way to be inclusive. Um, and then as far as research, you know, I would say anything in terms of, you know, your basic research 101 skills, make sure that websites are up to date, make sure the phone numbers are up to date. Um, you know, I think that the able-bodied community, the non-chronically ill, so to speak, community, they don't always understand what it means to be truly accessible or accommodating. And so sometimes just making a quick phone call will also be really helpful when it comes to that. Um, but of course, that can definitely be a huge ask, especially in a multi-day trip. So one of the things that we do at the Chronic Concierge, it's not just that we re reserve you a flight and a hotel and wish you well. We take you from the very beginning until the very end. So whether that be uh, putting an itinerary together for you with rest breaks, for dietary restrictions, um, making sure that all members of your party have a plan, giving options to you if you're going to have maybe what I like to call a low spoons day or a high spoons day, if those of you who are listening are familiar with the spoon theory. Um, but we, we try to give you every option available so that you can have the best chance at a trip or an event or what have you, and really just making sure that you get the most out of it. Yeah, I, I can attest to that because I actually utilized your services um, for my re recent event, the Inflamed Sisters Thriving Summit and Gala. What many don't know is I also had a retreat attached to that. And the majority of the women who were included in that retreat had chronic illnesses. 
And I wanted to plan a retreat that would be able to meet their needs, whether it be their dietary needs and their physical needs. And you did an amazing job at providing options for us that were just unbelievable. And it was amazing what I was able to accomplish with not a huge budget. Two, the other thing was you provided me with options that was able to really meet their needs, meet my pockets needs, and then provide an experience that actually had us all in awe. Like I was the guide in the situation and it was my hometown, um, but it was things that I hadn't even enjoyed or did yet. And on top of it, it was just like, wow. It's like I saw Tampa, Florida in a total different way. The things that you outline for us. Um, we did a, a wonderful lunch at a beautiful area that had shopping. We did a boat ride on the pirate taxi. We did a trolley ride. Um, and um, I was able to figure out how to get us all there and back in the best possible way. Um, you just really laid everything out for me so easily with actual options. Like if this doesn't go right, well, here's your option. If this, it was the plan A, B, C to Z that you provided that, that really was amazing to me. So I wanted to thank you from the bottom of my heart for actually allowing me to utilize your services um, and the fact that we connected and you did it in such so quick timing provided me those options. Um, it was the service was outstanding. I have not um, yet engaged or received concierge service that is at your level of expertise. So the, the public needs to know not only do you serve the chronic illness community, but you, you start, you are able to do this for anyone. It's just that your choice is to cater to the needs of those that you understand most, which is the chronic illness community. And I want to thank you because we weren't tired. We weren't dehydrated. We had plenty of stopping points. We had amazing food that was available for vegans, vegetarians, um, all flexitarians, as I like to call us. <laughs> And all of that. So thank you so much. Like, what um, what led you to to really even reach out and extend yourself in such an amazing way? I would like to know that it was just so wonderful. Well, first, let me say I'm so honored, uh, and thank you, of course, for letting me provide those services. Um, you know, one of the things that I think about whenever I start planning is what would I want to know? Or if, you know, a loved one was going with me, my mother also has chronic illness, what would I want for her? And so mm -hmm. when I take an approach to anyone's, you know, situation that I'm looking at, I really try to put myself in their shoes and think to myself, all right, what are they wanting to get out of this? What can I give them? What can I find? And, you know, one of the ways that I do that you know, I have a lot of ways, but it's through, you know, various forms of research. You know, I'm going to make sure not only do you have what it is that you need, but maybe some things that you want. You know, I think when we are chronically ill or we have someone in our life is, you know, I think we think about their medical needs or, you know, their mobility needs or their dietary needs. But I think it's important to also consider wants you know, and what can make uh, an event special? What could make something memorable? I think everybody in this life should have that, have those memorable experiences. And so I really just try to have empathy 
And um, in this case, you know, when I started this business, I didn't find anything like I have, which takes you, like you said, to point A to B to Z and so forth. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought it was important that people have that. But I also thought about people like my brother. My brother has zero chronic illnesses. He's totally healthy, thank goodness. Um, but I thought about if uh, I go to visit him, he lives in Nashville, Tennessee, how can he make sure that he includes me? And what would I want for a family member that maybe doesn't know um, what it is that somebody might need? And so I, I try to be very aware of the situation. And so uh, when somebody books my services, you know, I, I have a pretty in-depth, as you may know, conversation with them about what are you looking for? What do you need? Um, how many people are involved? And really try to get all of the information because I don't consider clients a number. I don't consider you just an illness. You're a whole person. And I want to meet you wherever it is that you are. Mm -hmm. Well, you met me there and you took me far beyond what I ever imagined I could have been able to accomplish. And it was the fact that it gave me peace because I wasn't sure that I could even pull off something like that on my own. Um, thankfully, I had the help of my sister who also has lupus and rheumatoid arthritis as well. Um, but the two of us would be limited as far as our spoons, as you know, with um, the spoons theory. So combined, you know, we were forced, but it was like, listen, we are also carrying making sure we um, meet the needs of all of these other women, which it was 12 women on, on the retreat. And it just made everything so simple. Like I, um, I, and I had read over your itinerary so many times that I had it recorded in my brain. Like, this is what I need to do. And if this happens, this is what I need to do. This is where I need to go. So it was just, it, it gave me a sense of peace. It gave me confidence. Because I think also as chronic illness, people with chronic illnesses, we tend to lack confidence and not just our ability to be able to sustain the amount of energy we need for something like that. But also, you know, am I able to do it? Am I going to have the energy? Am I going to be well enough? What about my immune system? Am I going to be exposed to something? Is this something that's going to be safe for me to do and for others to do? And you actually just gave me the confidence I needed to know. I could, it was one thing I didn't have to worry about. I had a major event the next day, but I did not have to worry about that day because the chronic concierge took care of all of that. Okay. Um, so <laughs> we love hearing that. <laughs> thank you for doing that. So your personal story with chronic illness, um, and we, we've discussed your love for travel and why you started your business, but your personal journey with chronic illness, how did that start? Um, yeah. So it really started um, like it does with, I think, a lot of chronic illness patients with symptoms that doctors said, I'm not sure. Or they said, maybe you're just stressed out. I've heard that many times. Um, or maybe you just need to be more hydrated or this or that and another. And I'm not discounting those things. I do think they're very important, especially with maintaining good health. But that's not always the cause. And so... I really started in my late teens, early 20s with a lot of stomach issues, a lot of issues with passing out. Um, and I just kept getting told over and over again, you're young, you're fine, keep going, you know, or, oh, it's just stress or, oh, it's this. And, you know, being kind of the type A personality that I am, you know, I really internalized that a little bit and said, maybe I am stressed. 
But when I did all of the right things, as I like to say, um, and I wasn't getting any better, I realized that this isn't in my head um, and that what I'm going through is valid and there has to be a reason for it. And so I think, again, as many chronic illness patients and disability patients know, you kind of have to become your own advocate. And so that was definitely a piece of the journey that I went through. And, you know, just trying to figure out, you know, I'm not going to take no for an answer or yes, I know the labs are normal, but something that's going on with me is not. And so, you know, really just pushing to make sure that I was getting the care that I needed ultimately led me to a myriad of diagnoses, um, diagnoses, I should say. Um, and it started out with um, my stomach diagnoses. So starting out with um, eosinophilic gastrointestinal diseases. Um, we, um, I had done biopsy after biopsy. I had, you know, scoping done, you know, really had just gone through every kind of stomach GI test that there was to try to find what is causing the issue that I'm having. And even with the eosinophilic diagnosis, um, you know, it really wasn't the end of the journey as I came to find out. My mother ended up developing Crohn's disease um, in her 40s. And so when I was in my 20s, they thought, could it be that? Could it be related? And so ultimately, I was later diagnosed with ulcerative colitis. Um, then, you know, we got that kind of managed, but then I was realizing, hey, I'm still having these other symptoms. I don't know if it's related. And unfortunately, with chronic illness patients, typically one diagnosis is not it. And so um, I later found out that through genetic testing and some other testing um, that I had Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, um, dysautonomia in many forms, mast cell activation disorder, among many other things. And so, you know, again, when you have these disorders, not only do you have to become your own um, advocate, but you have to become your own chronic illness manager. You have to basically do everything. And when I started this business, this idea of, you know, living and having joy felt like miles away because it felt almost impossible to manage all of that, plus try to have a job and with benefits and everything else, plus try to manage my doctor's appointments. And, and so I asked myself, where does joy fit in and does it? And I still believe in my heart of hearts that it belongs somewhere. And so over a lengthy process, um, both, you know, taking care of my physical and mental health, you know, I realized that, yeah, joy does have a spot, you know, and, and this is what it can look like. And, you know, because I was lucky enough to kind of uncover that and use my, you know, my talents for that and, you know, the things that, you know, I, I have practiced and experience in, I was able to combine all of that to hopefully help serve others in knowing that you might feel overwhelmed, you might feel alone, you might feel lost but there's still somebody out there that understands and has hope for you and is rooting for you and will do whatever they can in order to make sure that you have joy. Wow, how beautiful. So finding your passion and purpose through chronic illness sounds a lot like your journey. Um, and not only that, um, connecting that to something that brings people joy, which is for me, traveling is one of the, one of the things that gives, brings me so much joy. I love the way that you took your journey, despite the uncertainties, despite the medical gaslighting you experienced, and you turned it into something so beautiful that serves others. I really feel like most of us um, who have chronic illnesses are 
our lives and the joy that we feel is matched to the service that we provide to others. And it's not matched to a dollar sign or an you know, amount of praise. It's matched to who can I impact today that can improve their existence um, to let them know, as you mentioned, that you're not alone. Um, and that's a beautiful thing. And that's why you're my, you know, my concierge for life. Um, and, <laughs> and on top of it, you know, I can't wait to meet you in person in the future. Um, and then to continue to, to plan travels together because I love, 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 love traveling. Um, but I also love connecting with people with mostly one of the things I have learned, um, especially from, over the course of this lab, this journey I've taken through social media, um, starting the public page, starting a podcast and um, planning events and all those things, I've learned that um, what brings me joy is really serving others and connecting with people in the community who do the same and doing my best to help promote them to be able to do um, what they love even more. So that's why I was like, I've got to have her on here because we have yet to discuss travel. So we've let the people know that travel really is possible and joy is possible despite chronic illness. Um, and you, you mentioned some things that can help a person to uh, to enjoy their travel, like planning, resting periods and things of that sort. But are there any other tips that you feel like are like the what's the top thing that a person should know if you have a chronic illness and you're going to be planning travel that they should know to do? So other than knowing your needs, obviously, mm -hmm. um, I think the number one thing is figure out what you want out of that trip. You know, mm -hmm. managing expectations is going to be a huge piece of things. And I know for me, that was a really difficult task to kind of undertake because I want to do all the things, right? Mm -hmm. But maybe there's this one thing I want to do. And from there, you can really plan a trip around whatever it is that you're looking to do. So maybe, you know, you want to visit um, overseas. So for example, I actually grew up, I was a military kid. I lived in Germany when I was young. And so maybe you want to visit Germany and you want to go see a castle, right? They have a lot of them. Uh, they're very cool. I definitely recommend it. Um, but let's say that's what you want to do on your trip. From there, if that is what you're looking for out of that trip, you can then plan, well, what else can I get out of this experience? What do I have to have? What can I maybe put to the side? How am I going to make sure that I have the energy that it takes to make sure that that happens? Do I have transportation? Because ultimately, if you know what you're looking to get out of a trip, you're, it's going to be a little bit easier to plan from there. Um, I know for me, you know, one of the things that helps me uh, other than, you know, I have a planning background is that I have lived internationally. And so, you know, travel is something that's always just kind of been part of my existence from the time I was little. Um, aside from that, you mentioned earlier affordability, you know, knowing your budget, I think is another one. Um, one of the reasons that I made my services affordable um, were because I do understand, again, as a current teacher and as somebody with chronic illness, you know, that that is something that we all struggle with and with inflation and everything else going on right now. Um, it does maybe feel like a little bit of a luxury, but I can tell you that travel and events, um, which is something that we specialize in, those are things that aren't just luxuries. Those are the parts of life that make life life. Mm 
you know, so maybe you have a holiday party coming up and you want to plan it to where it's inclusive. Or maybe, I know I just had a friend get married uh, the weekend before last. Um, you know, obviously I'm not planning her wedding, but maybe I wanted to fly out and be a part of that. How do I do that? And so that's also something that we specialize in is how can you take part in an event that's already taking place? How can you plan just an event? So, you know, we try to do a little bit of everything for people. And so making things affordable, knowing what it is that you want out of things um, and understanding your and managing your expectations, I think will give you the best possible chance at a wonderful outcome when it comes to a travel or trip experience. Wow. So take notes, everyone. When you're planning <laughs> these trips, but the easiest route is um, while trying to plan a trip, if you find it to be challenging, even if you don't find it challenging and you want to make sure that it is the best possible trip for you, contact the con chronic concierge um, because I'm so glad that I did um, and that um, because it, it truly made a difference and I'm looking forward to many other travel um, experiences that you'll be planning for me. Um, now, what I want to do is, like I said, thank you again for all the amazing work you did and for being a guest here at the Inflamed Sisters Thriving Podcast. But can you tell our guest how they can contact you? Yeah, so we uh, can be contacted a few ways. Um, first, we have our website. It's yourchronicconcierge.com. Um, you can, of course, email us, contact us through that page. Um, it's got all of our contact information. You can call us by phone. We are based out of Cincinnati, Ohio, but we do serve domestically and internationally. Our number is 513-647-6721. Um, and if you email, if you text, however you feel like reaching out, we will get it. Um, I'm I try to be pretty good about getting back to people, especially with turnaround time um, and with the holidays coming up. Um, if you know you have an event, um, outing, trip, what have you planned, um, I always tell people reach out to me as soon as you can, because the more time I have, um, the more options I typically can get for you. Got it. Now, there is one thing before we leave What that I love to ask. What was the most challenging trip that you've ever planned? Mm, that's tough. I would say probably a trip that actually wasn't very far away. Um, it was the very first time that I went to go visit my brother and sister-in-law in Nashville. Um, this was right at the beginning of everything with my chronic illness. I was in a terrible flare. And so uh, trying to figure out what can I do? was a little challenging and I, I didn't want to go and have my brother and sister-in-law take time off of work to spend time with me to just do nothing. And so there is a little bit of guilt and there's a little bit of, you know, oh gosh, like, should I even bother? And, you know, I think that sometimes when you have a chronic illness, you know, you do carry a little bit of that guilt. But what I found was that there were so many amazing things that we did that were not necessarily the tourist trap kind of things that now my brother and sister-in-law love doing because they live down there. So mm -hmm. through my need of accommodations and accessibility, they were able, even they were able to find something incredible. But it was definitely a challenge because uh, if you've ever been to downtown Nashville, you know, they've got the Broadway there and, you know, that's a very good time, but it is a lot of walking, a lot of standing, a lot of people. 
um, that was just something that I physically was not able to do and was really sad about that. But we found other things, like I said, that we could do. And um, every trip since then, I found more and more that has been accessible or accommodating. Um, but I think really just getting over that guilt that, oh, gosh, they have to you know, slow down or pull back because of me. I think when you get over that, you realize, hey, just because we're doing things differently doesn't mean it's worse or that it's wrong. And that ultimately everyone can gain something from the experience of having things accommodate people's needs. Beautiful. See, I'm glad I asked that question. That was good um, to hear that experience. So something that was challenging actually turned out to be a beautiful experience for not only you, but even um, your family who traveled with you. So just because we think something is going to be challenging uh, warriors doesn't mean that we shouldn't do it. We just find a way to do it our way. And who knows, that way might actually be the best way for everyone. So it has been a pleasure having this interview with you. I look forward to having you again and working with you again. And I always end every episode with these words. My sisters, we may be inflamed, but we're still here. And as long as we are here, we might as well thrive together because inflamed sisters thrive together always. Have a wonderful day, everyone, and good day and good night. Bye-bye.